Gerald the Boss Man Show. We're back at you live and in living color. Jr. the Boss Man, John Beckler. Check us out. Twitter, Boss Man Show. Jr. the Boss Man, J.D. Beckler. We got you covered on the syndication tip, folks. Hey, Audio Boom got you covered. iHeartRadio got you covered. Radio Public. We got Spotify. We got TuneIn. We got Spreaker, YouTube, Stitcher. Google Play Music, John, we're in business. We got Blog Talk Radio for our segment forums, not the whole full hour of the show, but John, I'm loving our extended shows this year. This has been a great thing for us. More guests to talk to, more people to have on the show, different points of views, getting more people on who want to be on the show now. It's great when you have so many people want to be on the show that you can't get them all in the end in one week, man. Yeah, that's a good thing. That list you just rattled off was almost as long as one of my uh, fantasy football injury reports from back in the day, bro. I mean, that was a that was a hell of a list you had there. Oh yeah, <laughs> we, we everywhere, brother. <laughs> yeah, but well, you're right, man. I'm I'm down with it, dude. It's, it's nice to have um, the the way the show's kind of evolved this year has been fun, man. We've got uh, cool weekly spots with uh, five for one. We got. Uh, Donnie, Coach Tindall's uh, always on. He's always, you know, doing his thing. And it's good because March Madness is coming up. So we got got some inside information about a lot of these teams from Donnie. Um, That's going to be nice to help us fill our brackets. Hopefully he doesn't steer us in the wrong direction on purpose just so he can laugh at us later. No, no, Donnie will do that. He'll do that. That's what I'm saying. You got to watch out. If he starts pushing that 16 uh, over the one seed early, you know he's just trying to, you know, mess with you. So you got to watch out for that. You got to watch out for that. We're on to you, Coach. We're on to you, Coach. We know you're listening. We're on to you. You better believe it. And you know what's great about it, John, is it is all these apps are free. They're free. You can go on your Google App Store or your Apple App Store and get these apps for free. Spotify, TuneIn, Spreaker, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, Audio Boom, Google Play Music, Radio Public. I t- man, man, John, I was like, it's so happy to know where the show's evolved from and that, hey, no matter what situation may be, you can get the Boss Man show anytime, any place, anywhere, at your leisure without having to just listen to a certain station or a certain dial to hear it at a certain time. Screw that. You can hear it anytime you want to hear it, and we'll give the content when you want it to, we'll put it out on Twitter for you, and we'll replay the segments on Blog Talk Radio. So if you want to listen to a segment only, look for it on Blog Talk Radio. We'll hit Gatcha Segments there, which will also hit iTunes, which will also hit Spreaker, Stitcher, all that good stuff. So, John, we have a hourly feed and a segment feed too, John, which the listeners should be loving that because, hey, whether you want a whole hour, it's one segment. You can do what you want to with the Boston Show. We can, we can fulfill your every listing need, whatever you may have or want to do. And that's the best. That's how I do it. Like when I listen to other podcasts uh, or radio shows or what have you, I, I have gotten into the habit of, you know, kind of loading them up in the car when I get in the morning instead of listening to like, you know, drive time radio. Um, I'll listen to something I may have missed the day before or a couple days and I kind of get myself caught up when I'm rolling in, um, you know, in the morning in the car or in the evening, if I have a long road trip, that's where it's great for to have access to all the apps is because you can hit that stuff, you know, so easily now on your phone and hook it into your aux, you know, uh, input in your car, assuming you're not rolling in something that's got like an eight track or, you know, (laughs) 
tape depends on what your whip looks like, but you know what I'm saying? Exactly. You should have an aux cord at this point or some kind something comparable. You know what I'm saying? You better have that. And you know, even on your tablets, your iPads, your your tablets, we got you covered. So pretty much people if you want the Boxman show, you can get it anytime, any place. And we're glad that you're sticking with us, been with us for going on seven years here on the Boxman show. We thank you for that so much. So, folks, great show for you. We're we going to call this show Mid-Major Madness because we have a lot of mid-major coaches on the show with us today. So, check out all the mid-majors we're talking to. We got Donnie, JC, emails, Boss Report, Jar and John. Stick and stay. We in it to win it. Let's go. Travis Williams, President and CEO of Academics and Athletic Consultant, focusing on educating and empowering tomorrow's collegiate athletic leaders. My passion is for the education and genuine concern and care for today's student athlete. It's the centerpiece of my life's work. A college education, both in and out of the classroom, is a truly rewarding benefit. For more information on AAC, you can go to www.academicsandathletics.com consulting.com once again www.academicsandathleticsconsulting.com or you can follow me on Facebook at Academics and Athletic Consulting or Twitter at Coach TWheel24 or Instagram Travis L. Williams24 or you can call me at 404-542-607 once again, AAC is very proud to partner with J.R. McHenry of the Bossman Radio Show, covering sports and entertainment across the country. Please tune in weekly for informative, entertaining, and expert analysis on today's sports and entertainment topics. Thank you. Jared, the Boss Man Show, joined by the Illinois State Red Birds head coach Dan Muller on the Boss Man Show. Coach Muller, how are things going up there for you in Illinois State as you get ready for this NBCT tournament coming up here real soon? Well, things are good. They'll be going great if we win third, three games this weekend. Um, we've had an up and down year with some injuries and a lot of adversity, but uh, we're as healthy as we've been in a little while, so I'm hoping going a little run right here. I hear that, Coach. But you finished starting your place in the Missouri Valley Conference in conference play, so talk to us, Coach, about what were the key factors for your guys playing well in conference play, finishing behind, third behind the top two, two teams in the conference there? Uh, um, we've got some good players. I mean, that's where it starts. You know, we, we, we literally have had one player play every game this year. Okay, out of my top ten. So the other nine guys, eight of them have, have missed due to injury. 
Um, we've had two of our best players out the last few games in that lineup with injury. And so to face the adversity that we've faced, um, it's kind of taken different guys to step up at different times. So we've built our depth on the bench, um, and yet we need all of our guns going into the weekend to play our best. But uh, we just – conference um, awards just came out, and, and we have uh, Malik Jarboro's first team all-conference, Phil Fain's second team all-conference. Uh, we have another kid, Keyshawn Evans, who's been one of the best guards in, in the league, who's missed some games. But we've got some really good players, and when we are healthy and, and have a little bit of rhythm, um, I feel confident we can beat anybody. Now there's probably a whole bunch of other teams in the league that feel the same way, but I, I really feel good about my team if we could be healthy this weekend. And that's what's good, Coach, that you're healthy at the right time of year. You can get some cohesion at the right time of year. You can get hot for three days in a row. You get yeah. hot, then there you go. You get that ticket to the big dance. So I know you got to feel good. You got good players. You got three great juniors to help you lead yeah. the way. So, Coach, you got to feel good about the health-wise and that the guys are locked in knowing what's at stake here. You know, I really do. I, I really do. And you said we have three juniors. We have no seniors on this team. Okay, I lost five of my top six scores last year, so it took us a little while to figure some things out. We had a bunch of injuries, but um, this is as healthy as we've been. Now, we had a, we were healthy. We won four in a row. We won six out of last nine. We won four in a row, and then Keyshawn Evans gets injured, and then Phil Fain gets injured. You know, that's 31 points combined between the two of them. They missed a game together, three games separately. Um, and, and so if – now, the rhythm part is what you said going into the weekend playing with some flow and confidence and rhythm and uh, Phil Fain just got back and played in the last two games at probably about 70%. So we gave him the last couple of days off. We need him playing the best. He's second team all conference guy, but we need him playing his best again for us to win these three games. Uh, but I, I do feel really good that we are as healthy as we've been in probably three or four weeks. But uh, you've got to have confidence. You know, you got to go down there. Tournament play is interesting all across the country because you, there's different pressures, JL. I mean, the, knowing that if you lose, you're done. Maybe your season's over for a lot of our leagues. Or, or maybe your your chance to win championships over. But handling that pressure is, is key for any team that's going to win the tournament. You got there right, Coach Muller. I'll tell you what, I'm right there with you, man. This time of year is like, a, like especially in your league, where it's most likely a 1B league, you know. So you, you better – Bring it if you don't. That one day your whole season is pretty much down the drain, and and one fell swoop if you have a bad stretch, a bad misassignment. So that pressure at the mid-major level is amplified, like you said, coach, like like no other this time of year. It really is. Yeah, I mean, and as a coach, it's my sixth year here, and and hopefully I'm better handling, not handling it, but helping my players handle it than I have in the past because um, it. it is there's a unique mindset you have to have. You know, last year we had a team that um, was first four out of the NCAA tournament, so we thought we had a chance to make it. But we knew if we won the whole thing, we'd be in. We lost to Wichita State and really handled the pressure very well until the last day. Um, a few years ago, we were in the same situation, lost in championship game to a, a top-ranked Northern Iowa team. So this year is going to be interesting, though, because I only have three guys that have really played in this tournament because we have so many new players this year. And so can we go down there on Friday, relax, play confident and aggressive, loose and free but focused? Because uh, if we do, I like our chances a lot uh, to, to win three. But I'm also hopeful 
you know, Royal have won our league. They're top, I don't know what they are right now, probably 32nd in the RPI. They're top 40 or 50 in Ken Palm. I mean, I'm hopeful if they make it to Sunday, and hopefully lose to us, but um, I'm hopeful we get two, two teams in. Um, but I was hopeful last year, too, and we just barely missed it. Yeah, Coach, and I feel like you guys deserve more respect because you go out there and play a quality non-conference schedule. You got to play on the yeah. road. Guys really don't want to play you guys. They don't come to your place, and you still put up numbers. You, you compete hard. You get those non-conference wins that they look for. And then when it comes down to Sunday, and Sunday they, they still want to go with the big names and the big guys to get those get those ticket sales and revenues up. Because you, know, you both know this is a business. So, you know, they say it's not. So, like, you go to talk to, and you still get left at the door looking in. It's hard sometimes. You know, that's that's the business we're in, and, and I understand it, and yet um, it does get difficult, like with our team last year, um, potentially a Loyola's team this year, uh, Monmouth a few years ago, St. Mary's, I mean, teams like that who it's just very difficult to schedule certain teams. Now, this year we – Kind of got lucky, and and uh, we schedule aggressively pretty much every year. But, you know, we've we've got a top thirty non-conference strength schedule this year, and uh, didn't quite have the team to have the success to give us a chance. But it is hard to schedule teams to play. Um, it's hard to schedule anybody to come to your place and play. So hopefully the committee this year. I said it last year after we kind of got snubbed or didn't make it. I said hopefully the committee uses a different tiebreaker. You know, when they get down to the end, they say, okay, who's going to get in between this team or that team? Team A, Team B, Team C. Well, they use things that we have literally zero ability to affect. You know, number of quote-unquote quality games played. Well, nobody wants to play us in the non-conference. You know, so hopefully um, they use a different tiebreaker, different numbers, because if they do, we're all will be in. MTSU will be in no matter what. Boise State will be in no matter what. You know, uh, Nevada will be in, well, they're in anyway. There's just certain teams that aren't in the Power Five conferences that will get in and deserve to get in. St. Bonaventure will get in no matter what. Um, so hopefully we see that this year. Yeah, Coach Mullen, know what's crazy about it? You, so I, I like you must have read my guest list because I have on Coach Davis a little bit tomorrow. I think I have on Coach on him tomorrow. I have on Joe Dooley, yeah. Florida Gulf Coast tomorrow. And the, those, yeah. you, you all in that, in, that, in that group where, hey, if you all don't win y'all tournament, y- y'all could be less hanging. And I think it's so crazy. Kermit Davis and MTSU has the most true road wins in the country. And you leave them out because of what? They're in the Conference USA? Or folks yeah, it, dominates it, day son. Leave them out, really? So it's crazy. It is. And then Kermit, so Davis done a, so is Joe. They've done a great job. We played Florida Gulf Coast. It's the first game we played this year. They beat us down there in a close game. Um, but you look at MTSU, who last year won their tournament and got a what a 12 seed, I think. Okay, so rationally you look at that and you think to yourself, if they would have lost their tournament, they wouldn't have gotten in. And they had a very similar profile they had this year, and it's just ridiculous. I and mean, it really is. It really is. And so that is the pressure that um, we all face in these leagues when you're not sure. Um, but you've had the type of year you feel like you have not only a chance to get in, but you get in and you win, you beat Michigan State like they did or whatever. Um, that is a pressure. So you've got to help your players handle that in order to win three games in, in, in tournament play. And, again, that's our goal. Obviously, we, we won't get in if we don't win. We haven't had that type of year. I think Laura will be right there. Uh, but, but our goal is still to go down there and win three and handle the pressure of the moment. 
and coach, that's why I want to have you guys on the show this week to, to let my listeners know and, and understand the pressure that you guys are under. Like, because see, my last year, my listeners was up in arms and upset. And I tried to explain it to them. I said, Dish, let me have the coaches on pre-tournaments. They can explain it to you themselves rather than me trying to tell you over there. Let the experts tell you of why, how, why it is what it is. Why I want to have you, Kermit, and Joe on this week. Yeah. So you all can talk about that so my listeners can understand and get a feel for what you guys as coaches and your players are going through this key week here. Well, you know, then there's lots of good teams around. And again, it's literally tiebreakers. You know, if we last year, I think the last teams in Kansas State, um, Providence, whatever, if we played those teams, you know, we, we could beat them, they could beat us. It's not obvious. Um, but this year, you talk about competing with Power Fives, and we beat South Carolina, we beat Ole Miss, Loyola beat Florida, uh, Drake beat Wake Forest. And we have not a lot of teams in our league, as MTSU has done, who beats. Those teams, some years, some years we don't, um, but it's just difficult to schedule enough games to to have those quote unquote quality games and get. So, well, I, I'm hopeful, very hopeful. My, my first hope is that we win three games this week. But after that, you know, I'm always trying to fight for um, teams in in leagues outside of certain conferences because I think uh, not not just because it makes the tournament better. You know, it, that's not the only reason, or that's not even the reason. It's just that I think our kids deserve the same chance as some other guys, some other teams' kids. You got that right, Coach. And see, Coach, I'll be cheering for you guys because, you know, one of my friends is on your staff, and Brian Penny Penny Collins is on your staff. So that's yeah, my yeah, that's my guy. So it's like, okay, I'll be cheering for you guys more because of him, <laughs> you know, because he's a friend. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you, he'll, tell, he'll tell you about me. He he knew me when I was selling CDs and DVDs out of my trunk. Okay, he knew me then. Okay, coach. He knew me when oh, I was yeah, that's great. before I came before that's he great. Came before myself. But I was then I was a bootleg man. He he knows that. That's great. That's great. Well, Penny was so I was at Vanderbilt for twelve years as an assistant. Penny was in high school, so I've known Penny since he was in high school. He used to come over and play with us. In the summer, and I used to play all the time back then too. I was in my mid twenties, and and so I I knew him there and coached against him. I was at Vanderbilt, he was at Belmont, so we've known each other for now, shoot, I don't know, fifteen years or so. And uh, he's been an awesome addition to the staff, um, rising star, you know, future uh, Division One head coach, and uh, just uh, uh, he's he's awesome. So we're glad he's here at Illinois State. He's done a great job. This first year here, um, but he's done a great job for him. Yeah, it was funny when I had on Coach Forbes. He's like, you know, you know, you know, you know, your man with Illinois State on me, don't you? I'm like, <laughs> Coach, I know. I, I was told it before you did. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, yeah, I yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, Forbes, Steve's had, Forbes done a great job. They lost a few games recently, but he's he's done such a great job there too. I've known Steve for a long time too. Uh, but there's so many good coaches out there at all different levels. Um, the longer you're in, the more people you know. But uh, like I said, Forbes has done a great job over there at ETSU also. Now, Coach, let me ask you this, because you know, a lot of guys who listen to the show may not know about your conference. We talked a little bit about your conference. Yeah. Yeah. And the coaching in the conference. You got Nico used to be coaching down in the Southern Conference as well. You know, you got yeah. different guys in that conference. Talk a little bit about how great this conference is for it, the depth of it, the coaching, the quality of talent that you can get in that league there. Yeah, it's, re- it's really good. I mean, it really is one of the better mid-major leagues in the country and we have great venues. I mean, our, we got a 10,000-seat arena and all across the conference. We have terrific facilities, uh, upgraded, 
programs that, that care about basketball, schools that care about basketball. You talk about Nico's done a great job at great. Ben Jacobson's been in Northern Iowa. Obviously had a ton of success. Barry Henson in Southern Illinois has done a great job there at Missouri State. And, you know, I could go down a list of really good coaches. Porter Moser, obviously, at Loyola, who did a terrific job this year. But um, what you get in this conference is uh, really good coaching, um, really, really rabid fan bases who support basketball. We can recruit nationally. We have guys from California and Georgia and Florida on our team because we can sell. Uh, what we have is great opportunity, great education, but it's just really good basketball. You know, our league this year, there's not one team outside of RPI, I think, top 170 or so. I mean, there's three or four of us in the top 100 RPI. And so it, it's a good league, um, quality basketball every night. And, again, I'm, I think we're eighth. RPI, we're eighth best conference in the country this year. So I really think Loyola deserves to get in no matter what uh, because of the quality of our league this year, and, and hopefully we can keep getting two bids. Well, Coach, definitely becoming a national brand. And also, another one of my good friends used to play at Illinois State, Coach Ford at TSU. Another one of my good friends used to, used to, <laughs> used to play at Illinois State. So, so, so That's you, my guy now. So the school, always, That's the school my guy. Has, I, your school, I like it because a lot of my people come through there, man. So, yeah. I like, so I'm, I'm with you. The boss was with you, Coach. We're, well, we're, 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 yeah, we're Dana, man. I like that. D4, Dana was the first guy I hired when I got here. And so, because I played here too, but D Ford uh, talk about a, a, a doing a great job at Tennessee State. He is he's probably the guy, the coach. I we talk probably two, three times a week, but he's done such a great job at Tennessee State, and uh, he's obviously a head coach, but uh, a star in our business. I think he's still the youngest head coach in Division One or, or close to it. Yeah, he, um, he, he so, definitely Yeah, you know my guys. That's good, man. Oh, yeah, Coach. Hey, yeah. Illinois State, hey, it's a lineage <laughs> here, man. Like, yeah, you all, I just had to have you for the show, man, because I like your school, man. I, I, like, I always like you. I like it. So, you know, when you like you, this is like Atlanta, it. Coach. Stop by the studio. Love to have you in the studio here with us. Yes, sir. your program. Get you on the live stream. Here's how all my people can see you in the studio with us. Talk about your program, man. Yep. It'll be great, man. We need to do that. I, I really appreciate it. And, and, and let's uh, get me or Penny on again anytime, but once we're down there, I'd love to stop by. Fantasy football season is fast approaching, and if you're looking for an edge this season, you need to contact the guys at Draft Day Consultants. The concept is a simple one. Draft Day Consultants takes your requests and connects you with one of their trusted analysts, who then guide you through your draft, whether you just need a sounding board on decisions, or if you need them to conduct your entire draft. Draft Day Consultants has you covered. Every one of their consultants has a proven track record of success, and have conducted hundreds, even thousands of mock drafts. Thanks to this year-round research and analysis, the guys at DDC have an unmatched understanding of player values. So gain an edge on your league mates this season by hitting up DraftDayConsultants.com. That's www.DraftDayConsultants.com. Now get after it, fantasy footballers.
Our first back here on Jared, the Boss Man Show, and we're about to be joined by the Radford Highlanders head coach, Mike Jones, Boss Man Show. Coach Jones has got our practice and joining us right now. Coach, how are things going, man, with you and the Highlanders, man? Oh, man, everything's great, man. Uh, excited about uh, how we finished up the regular season and uh, ready for uh, the postseason here in our conference tournament starting on Thursday. And, Coach, talk about that, Coach. He's finished second in the Big South Conference, a tough conference, though it were the of Asheville and Winthrop in the conference as well. He's finished up in second place on a four-game four game winning streak. So, Coach, talk to us. What was the key factors for your season being so successful in conference play and the winning streak you've been on the last four games? Well, I think it's uh, it's been our team's uh, uh, commitment and buy-in to – how we, uh, what kind of team we are, and how we need to play in order to win, and that really starts uh, with our effort. Uh, we want to be, you know, the hardest playing team on the floor each and every night, and uh, for the most part, we've been able to do that. Uh, and then defensively and rebounding wise, we think that uh, that's really the key uh, to being a championship caliber team because you know you really can't count on offense night in and night out. Sometimes you get a wide open shot and it just doesn't go down. The best shooters in the world miss them, but defensively and rebounding-wise, it's it's not uh, as much skill as it is uh, fundamentals and habits and, and effort. And so we uh, have put our focus in that. We bought into that from the beginning of the year, and our guys have been uh, pretty consistent in that over the course of the year, and that's why we've been successful throughout the year, and that's certainly why we were successful uh, the last four games to end the regular season. Coach, one thing we'd like to get a feel for when we when we have a conversation with a coach such as yourself is the the non conference schedule that you played this season and how you felt it prepped your team for conference play and, and what you think uh, that that more difficult or I guess the, the the tougher portions of your non conference schedule how they helped your team kind of get set for the the trials that they'll face during the conference portion of your season. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, you know, we try to set it up uh, based on, you know, our expectation level of our team if we think uh, we could be, uh, you know, good because we've got veterans, because we've got the different pieces, then we might make it a little harder. This year was probably the hardest that we've had in several years. And, uh, you know, we tried to get some teams that um, played a similar style to some teams we might see in conference, for instance, we played University of San Francisco. They play a Princeton offense, which is similar to Campbell. Um, we played, you know, some teams that pressed. We also obviously have to play some guarantee games because we have to raise uh, money for our budget um, by playing some of the larger teams that pay guarantees. So we played Ohio State to start the year off. We played Vanderbilt. Uh, we played Virginia Tech, people like that. And, you know, what it does is, you know, number one, if you play a team like Ohio State or Vanderbilt and you and you're able to you know be competitive and have a chance to win whether you win or not but you're uh, competitive and you give yourself a chance to win then that certainly is going to give you confidence and uh, we were able to do that against uh, you know some really good competition I thought we should have uh, won at Vanderbilt uh, we made some mistakes which were kind of experienced mistakes uh, in the last five minutes of the game uh, Ohio State same thing we played really well in the first half and they came out and they punched us in the mouth to start the second half, but we we were able to regroup. And so those are things that we can learn from and talk about and watch film. And hopefully by the time we get to the conference, we're a little more consistent. Now, Coach, I'm in Nashville today, actually. I'll be over there to see Vanderbilt play Missouri uh, in a few, in a few hours, an hour or so here. Let me ask you this, Coach. Uh, 
coaching that in that arena, Memorial Gym. How unique yeah. was it for you to coach and have to deal with your team at the other side of the court? You couldn't talk to them. You, I know you, you can go down the side a little bit now, but how weird or unique would that was if you coaching that arena? Well, you know, I, I think it's uh, certainly a, a huge advantage uh, if you are Vanderbilt uh, because no one else in the country has that situation. So it's a it's a decided advantage for them. But for us, uh, it's it was a good experience, and I, and I really debated about whether or not I did, but it was good because your point guards have to take control a little bit more than usual. And for us, that was good because we had some young point guards, some inexperienced point guards that needed to, you know, be in a learning uh, situation. And I thought it helped them, you know, uh, be able to call out the defenses or, uh, you know, call a play and make sure guys were where they're supposed to be without coaches being able to be involved. So we just used it as a positive um, and it was a really good experience for us. Like I said, we had a great chance to win that game down the stretch, and um, you know, unfortunately, didn't didn't come through. But it was a great learning experience for our guys. We have Mike Jones, Rafford Howard, on the Boston Show with Jr. and John here talking about his program. Coach Jones, clean up your roster. I see you have a good mix of upperclassmen and lower classmen. Uh, does this is the roster balance you want to achieve each, each year in recruiting as you go out try to build your roster and find guys suitable to your program and your standards? Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, this is my first head coaching job. In the first few years, you know, we amassed some talent, some really good players. We had a kid who, you know, could end up being the best player of all time here uh, who's playing overseas in Italy right now, making a tremendous living. But we uh, we didn't mix our classes uh, the way the way uh, was probably best. And it cost us, you know, in one particular year where we – you know, ended up having a lot of upperclassmen and a lot of freshmen, but nothing in between. And so we went out and we kind of uh, we brought in a junior college piece here and there. We, uh, you know, had a guy that had to sit out. And so uh, it ended up working out really well where we've got, you know, three seniors this year. I think we have four juniors next year. And then we got four sophomores and a couple of freshmen. And, you know, we'll try to continue to mix it so that, you know, there's not a big drop-off once one class leaves and and then that next class can step up and, and be ready to fill right in. And, you know, so that's the ideal way to do it, and we've been able to do that the second time around. Fortunately for me, I've had a chance to be here through a couple of contracts and, and make some mistakes early on and still have a chance to kind of fix it and make the ship right, and we've been able to do that. Now, Coach, it seems like uh, looking into your, your team stats, that balanced scoring and balanced rebounding seem to be things that uh, have been a focus for you and your staff through the course of the season. Is, is that an accurate portrayal of what you guys are trying to impress upon these young men? Yeah, I mean, you know, we have a, a guy by the name of Ed Polite, uh, Jr., who uh, is one of the premier rebounders, uh, not only in our league, but in the country. And uh, we, in the past, have relied on him to do a lot of our rebounding. And as a staff, we just you know, challenge the rest of the guys to not rely on EJ to get all the rebounds and for other people to step up. And, you know, Randy Phillips, uh, who's done a tremendous job, he's had an incredible season for us. Uh, he's really stepped up and, and taken on a lot of the uh, rebounding responsibility. But not only him, a lot of the other guys, we, you know, each guy that we met, we met with every guy before the season, and we told him that all, each one of you, no matter what your skill set is, has – two responsibilities, and that is rebounding and, and playing defense. And so, uh, you know, yeah, we, we insist that everybody take part in those two things. And then, you know, some other guys can score better than others, and, and we give them those different roles. But everybody has the role of defending and rebounding. Now, Coach, as you prepare for the Big South Tournament, uh, 
What are you emphasizing to your team about this pressure pack situation, the game upcoming? You got the point to be determined later here. Uh, so, uh, so how, what, how do you prepare a, a team like yours, a mid-major team, where you know if you don't win that tournament, you're not, you might not have another game to play. So, how do you prepare them for that, that pressure, and how do you prepare them just to be prepared for any team that they, they may see, based on how their draw breaks? Yeah, um, you know. We talk about, you know, believing in what we're doing, uh, being consistent uh, in our uh, approach every day in practice, uh, competing at a high level every day against each other so that we're constantly getting better. And, and that's, the, that's the bottom line. You know, every day you take the court, if you're getting better, then you're preparing yourself for the next time you take the floor. And so whether it's a pressure situation of a tournament or just the next game, uh, you know, for us we we'll look at it. Uh, like it's the same. We know that in the tournament, everybody's intensity level goes up. Everyone's desperate to try to win and get to the tournament. But, you know, for us, we, we're talking to our guys about believing in what we're doing, believing in each other, and uh, competing as hard as we possibly can. And then on top of that, we also want to make sure that our level of focus and concentration uh, to the details is, is very high. And so, uh, you know, we want to hold each other accountable. Uh, everybody that's in our circle, we want to hold them accountable to uh, the things that we preach every day, closing out, uh, playing with big hands, blocking out, you know, all those uh, fundamental things that go into winning. And uh, we just try to emphasize that. And, and on top of that, we try to have a good, good time. We try to have fun every day. We walk out there and we show them uh, videos of themselves and, and uh, you know, try to make light of things and keep everybody loose and get out there and play confident and play aggressive. So, Coach, if you could, for the listeners out there who may not be familiar or as familiar with the Big South, um, speak a little bit about the quality of teams that you face, um, you know, within conference play and also the coaches in the league. Man, I tell you what, it, it has been a uh, bear in, in this conference. It's one of the most underrated conferences um, that uh, I've been a part of, and I've been a part of about seven or eight of them, uh, including the SEC and the Southern Conference and the Atlantic 10 and, and the Big East. And so, um, you know, as assistants, as an assistant coach, but this league is as tough as anyone uh, relative, you know, to level of competition, obviously. Um, but, you know, you got teams like Winthrop who uh, they're perennially one of the better teams in the league, uh, UNC Asheville. Uh, extremely well coached. Uh, Coach McDevitt uh, has been a part of that program for about 17 years. Uh, he was with Eddie Biedenbach before, who was a great coach in his own right. And uh, Pat Kelsey, who's been with Skip Prosser and, and Xavier and Wake Forest, he's the head coach at, at, at Winthrop. Um, but you just go down the line. I mean, from 1 through 10, uh, you know, Barkley Radabaugh, who's the elder statesman in the league at Charleston Southern, has been there for about 13, 14 years, won a couple championships, you know, uh, has won a ton of games there. So uh, night in and night out, you're going to be tested not only by the level of coaching uh, that you have to go against, but also the talent level. The talent uh, is a lot better than people think. Um, some t- tremendous players. Uh, Xavier Cooks can play in any league in the country. Macy Oteague and Ahmad Thomas from Asheville, those guys can play in any league in the country. And uh, so it's a, it's a tough out every single night. There are no nights off. Every time you take the floor, uh, you're going to be challenged uh, in some way. You know, this year we've had, you know, five or six teams at the beginning of the year that were capable of winning the league. And if you look at it, we're separated by about uh, two or three games at the most from one through nine. Um, 
One year we were in the league, there were six teams tied for first on February 1st, which is unheard of. Uh, so, yeah, it's a very competitive league, very underrated, and, uh, you know, it's good because whoever comes out of it is going to be battle-tested. Coach, I tell you what, I, me and John definitely be cheering for you guys down there at, Ra- at Radford, Coach, and we love to have you on the show again down the road. You've been great. Love your insight. We look forward to doing it again with you real soon, Coach. Thank you very much for having me, man. God bless. All right, folks. This is Mike Jones on the Boston Show. People, Radford Hollanders. Check him out. JC, the host with the most, baby, and it goes down each and every Saturday night right here in the city of Memphis. That's right, y'all. It goes down at Clicks Sports Bar Memphis, baby. 3705 Malco Way, Memphis, Tennessee, 38125. Come out and join us, the Three Kings, each and every Saturday night for the liveest karaoke in the city. Everybody gets in free till 10 p.m., only $5 after. Great food. We got drink specials. We got all kind of games, man. We got the pool tables popping. Whatever you want, we got you, man. Come on out. Have a good time with us each and every Saturday night. That's Clicks Sports Bar, Memphis. show more mid-major March Madness here for us. Uh, we're going to the Summit League. Talk to the South Dakota College head coach Craig Smith with me on the Boss Man Show. Coach Smith, how are things out there in South Dakota, man? It's great, JR. It's, it's um, beautiful and sunny, and it's actually almost 50 degrees. I mean, it couldn't be better. Coach. Just like the weather down there, right? It's 50 degrees in February. Wow. I know. I'm shocked. It's amazing, isn't it? I always tell people we're in Vermilion. The University of South Dakota is located in Vermilion, South Dakota. And Vermilion is five minutes from Nebraska and uh, 20 miles from Iowa. So we're the Hawaii of North and South Dakota. So it's, it's beautiful here all the time. Not quite like that, that weather you got, though. Well, today, Coach, is rainy and 60, 64 degrees. So... It's not what it usually is, Coach, but I'll take that in there because, Coach, the, the, Georgia's humidity makes my allergies go crazy. So I'm thankful for it's not hot and humid because it keeps it chokes me Absolutely. out. Absolutely. <laughs> we, we, it, it's funny how it works, man. It's funny how your body gets uh, acclimated. We have four guys on our team from Texas, uh, two from Houston and two from San Antonio. And, and yesterday it was like 45 degrees. And before practice, the, uh, a couple of the guys were like, Coach, it's so nice out. And I told him, I said, you never thought 40 degrees would feel so good, would you? 
And he goes, no, for real, coach. Like, it's amazing how good it feels. But it's funny how your body just adapts to, you know, when you're used to the heat, you just get used to the heat, right? But when we go to Atlanta or Houston in the summertime, I mean, you just can't stop sweating because it's just so hot and humid, you know? But uh, it makes for a good story. Coach, when the next time you come to town for the recruit, I'd love to have you uh, when we go, go do, our, do our Braves uh, night at our station here. And uh, just to say, even at 835, even on, on, on a Wednesday or something, <laughs> you're still <laughs> just, <laughs> you need a John Thompson towel almost to wipe sweat off you. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> Hey, you got to be careful what you wish for, man, because I'll take you up on it. Come on down, hey, Coach. I, I, I love when all you coaches come to town, have you all come in studio with us here. It's so fun to have you guys live in the studio with us on our live stream by people to see you guys. It's so fun for us. We, we really, really enjoy it when you all come out here and recruit these great players we have down here in Georgia. Well, you did, you're right about that. There's a ton of really good players in Georgia. It's uh, it's always interesting, and, for, and I appreciate the offer because I'm I'm going to take you up on that. You got my word on that, uh, but it is. It, Georgia has been a, it's always been a hotbed of of great talent, um, certainly in in basketball, and it's always interesting. You know, uh, uh, I've been at different. I've been I was an assistant at University of Nebraska, at Colorado State, of course. Now the head coach in South Dakota, and I'm originally from the Midwest, and in my first year recruiting year, we didn't really recruit Texas because I was just like, you know, what are the odds? And people kind of look at you like you're crazy, but you know, different strokes for different folks, right? There's so many, so many good players out there, so many great people. And of course you got to build a relationship and build equity and build trust. And I'd recruited Texas for nine years uh, when I was, um, uh, excuse me, seven years when I was an assistant at Colorado state for five and then two at Nebraska and built a lot of good relationships with high school coaches and AU coaches. And, and, and after not doing that the first year, I'm like, what are we doing? You know, we have good, we have a good name, a good reputation. And we really started recruiting Texas hard. And, and now we have four guys on our roster and, and, uh, and they all four have a very bright future uh, at the university of South Dakota. And coach, speaking of your bright future coach, you're second in the summer league play behind South Dakota state where TJ Altsberger's crews just Winning, but I feel like you guys have a chance to get them. I feel like you guys can get them this year, Coach, and I feel like you guys are playing well at the right time. So talk to us about what's been the keys to your season and where your guys playing so well. When, when did you feel like you had a good team on your hands this year? Well, you know, last year we we ended up winning the the. I've been here for four years, and our first and it was a rebuilding project. There's no doubt about that. And but everywhere I've been whether I've been an assistant or I was a small school head coach for three years and in any high school, Mayville state. And the year before we got there, they won one game in all three years. We were there. We got to the national tournament, including our last year where we played in the national championship game. And so it was kind of the same type of deal. Vermillion's a very small city. Um, you know, it's not for everybody, uh, but it's an amazing place in terms of it's really a family type atmosphere, so on and so forth. So, those two, those first two years were a little bit rough sledding. Uh, we didn't inherit a whole lot, and so we kind of had to get through that. And then last year, we had one of the youngest teams in the country and certainly one of the least experienced teams. We actually had 10 brand-new players in our program, Truly, 10 newly eligible players, seven new players. And so we were a bit of a work in progress, but we ended up winning 
going 22 and 12. We won the regular season championship, uh, won six in a row to end the year and nine of our last 10, I believe it was. And we ended up losing on basically a last second shot in the conference tournament. And you know how that goes at our level. There's one team that makes it to the big dance. And so we made the NIT and it was really a, a bittersweet ending to a fantastic season. And we only lost one senior. And now he was a good senior. He was a first team all league guy, but we returned our, our core. Uh, we're still one of a, a younger team, but we're an experienced team. And so we had a strong feeling we'd have a very good team this year. And, you know, we finished the regular season 24 and seven, uh, set a school record for most division one wins and uh, ended up sixth in the mid-major poll. And so we set all kinds of records, but we have great chemistry, great camaraderie. I think we have a fun style of play where uh, we're average over 80 points a game, and yet we're one of the top 40 defensive teams in the country. So that's a good combination. But um, our chemistry is really, really good. South Dakota State's very, very good. And they ended up uh, winning the regular season title, like you said. Um, but, you know, our conference tournament starts on on um, on Saturday. And, and, you know, we'll see. we got to – uh, we got to win two, and South Dakota State's going to have to win two, and who knows, if we meet up in the finals, this should be an epic battle. Now, Coach, I'm looking at your stats. You have seven guys with over seven points a game, two guys in double figures, rebounding six guys with over three a game. So I see what you're doing. you got balance from scoring, balance from rebounding as well, attacking the glass, defending like crazy, getting out there and running and playing that fast pace that you talked about, Coach. I see on the stat sheet here was that exactly how you guys are playing. Well, JR, you're right, and we're, we're very, very balanced. I mean, Matt Mooney, is a, he was a first-team all-league guy last year. I would expect him to be a first-team time or first-team uh, all-league guy again this year. Um, he's really kind of our catalyst, and then we're super balanced um, after that. You know, Tyler Hagenorn and Trey Birch Manning and Tristan Simpson and Tyler Peterson, and you just go right down the line, and a, a lot of nights it's a different guy that kind of steps up, but because of our balance, it's really, really hard to key on, you know, specific guys. And Mooney's always going to be the guy that people are going to try to take away, but he's really expanded his game too. He's become a very good playmaker. He's led us in assists a bunch of times here, the second half of, of uh, conference play. And so, you know, that's how we want to play though. You're right. We want to get up and down. Uh, we we're I think one of our biggest strengths is we're very good in transition and, um, and so we want to push the tempo. We want to push the pace and we give our guys a lot of freedom. We don't, we don't run a million sets. We give our guys freedom to go be players and not robots. And I think that attracts a certain type of guy, you know, to our program. And we're big in the skill development and in developing those guys. So you got to be able to trust them when they get out there. And then our backbone in the last few years truly has been our defense. Um, you know, we were number one, or number two in every and almost every defensive statistical category last year. We're the number one defensive team in our league this year. But I think there's always, you know, sometimes there's a misnomer that, oh, if you're a defensive team, you can't get out and run. No, and I just say, why can't you do both, right? And that's what North Carolina has done so well for many, many years. Yeah, absolutely. And so we always want to put pressure on our opponents. We create a lot of turnovers um, that lead to some easy baskets. And it's really a fun style of play. We one of our starters, Carlton Hurst, he was a Division One transfer from Colorado State. He um, he started every game for you know just over a year and a half, and he broke his hand uh, after our second conference game, and so he hasn't played since that point. And that was a big loss, and we ended up losing a game because we were just kind of trying to figure it all out from that point. 
Um, but now we've really adjusted well, and, and uh, hopefully we'll get Carlton back here before the end of the year. Yeah, Coach. I got, I got all these clinics uh, with these coaches here. They're coming in Georgia to do clinics. And I'm like, I hear them talk about one side of the basketball, but I feel like you, you can be balanced and do both because if you defend like crazy, get that rebound, outlet the ball on your secondary primary breaks, you can score quickly on guys when they get set. And you keep and you weather, weather them out. You can press them a little bit. You can just don't confuse them with playing some 130, 140, half court, switch everything. It's to throw them off and wear them out. Then you still got to do, do your thing and run some more. But, yeah, Jay, are you right? There's, that's what's great about basketball. There's so many um, different philosophies, different styles of play. There's going to be guys that are good players um, in our program that might not be that good in a different style of play. There's going to be guys that are really good in another program that with their style of play, that might not quite fit our style of play, but uh, I, I just always believe you always want to put pressure on your opponents, right? Don't give them any free possessions. Um, and, and, and and by putting pressure on your opponents, sometimes that means press. Sometimes it just means literally every time you get the ball, push it up the floor. Like, why would you walk the ball up the floor, right? So, uh, and certainly there's times maybe when the other team has a bunch of momentum or what have you just to slow it down, but... But, you know, I, I think that our style is really an enjoyable style of play. You don't want to be in a – I don't think most players um, want to be, and I'm not sure you can develop guys if you're just always slowing it down and you run, you know, play after play after play or a continuity over and over and over again because then you're just basically as a coach telling them to go to point A, then to point B, then to C, then to D, whereas in our style – Certainly we have some set plays, but we give them the freedom to go play. And so now their instincts take over, right? Their teachings from practice or their coaching from practice takes over, and, and they're allowed to really showcase their skill set. And, Coach, I was lucky. You know, my father was a coach. So the fact that my father was a coach, I got all that firsthand knowledge of how to put the different sets, the different cuts, different defenses. So my dad taught strategy all the time. So when I played ball myself, coach was like, wow, this is what dad I was talking about. <laughs> you know, so I was like, so I, I, I'm with you. My dad was, was bleeding. Simplistic means you play better. Less you're thinking, the, the better you played. So he, we, we ran in one plays. It was all five man motion, screen and cut, back picks. It was pretty much you all figured out. If you if you like Johnny drop a play for you guys, I will. But run that, run, run, do our motion, play hard, play for wheels with defenses, and throw them all off. That was my best philosophy, and it worked. We won a lot of games that way. It does. Uh, a lot of times, less is, uh, less is more. And uh, I, I don't, I can't. I heard this a long when I was a uh, really young coach, and. The KISS philosophy, KISS, K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. And that was for me, like, <laughs> uh, not not to the players, for myself, because sometimes coaches kind of can get in their own way, right? Well, we yeah. can do this, and we 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 can do Well, okay, that's all fine and dandy. Uh, and some coaches put their egos into play where they, they're trying to show off how smart they are. And I think genius coaches have the ability to um, – or really smart, not necessarily genius, but smart coaches have the ability to obviously make adjustments, be who you are, but it's all about what's executable. Like what can our guys handle where they're not going to paralyze themselves when they're on the floor because the legs feed the wolves, right? And and the more you're thinking out there, it slows your feet, right? It's like a good dancer. If you just go out there and let it flow, 
right? Good things are going to happen for you. So uh, you don't want to have paralysis by analysis, by overthinking a game plan, overthinking what you're doing, whether it's offense or defense. Um, yeah, you got to have structure. I mean, you got to have some semblance of organization and, and guys kind of understanding what their strengths are and their weaknesses and, 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 and as a coach putting them in a position um, to utilize their skill set and to give them the best opportunity to have success for the team, certainly, and then also for themselves. And, Coach, though, my dad would bust me up about choosing radio over coaching. I'm like, Dad, I don't have the patience to scream at guys every night. I would do it on the radio and be done with it. <laughs> you know? Hey, <laughs> scream about hey, you you're guys the, you're and be done with guy. it. <laughs> you're the smart guy. You get paid just to talk all day, right? I mean, uh, you're the genius out of the group here. Are you kidding me? Exactly. Going to radio, listen to music, um, talk shop, chop it up with people. It's good stuff. You got that right, Coach. Hey, Coach, look here. I'm happy that I have my, my, my voice is not hoarse, you know. Uh, I, got, I can wear what I want to wear. I have my own hours. It's like, I love it. <laughs> I, I know, man. Getting it done. That's what I say. It's living the dream. That's what, right? Living the dream. That's yes, what you're sir. doing. You got that right, Coach. And uh, I got to ask you, Coach, about the Summit League because, you know, I had on uh, Billups as well, TJ as well on the show. Talk about the Summit League as a whole, Coach, because I feel like the league is slept on a lot because you guys got great talent in Summit League, great universities, great towns, and I feel like people don't really know about it because it's not one of the major power fives or the one that hired me major conferences. They kind of sleep on the Summit League. So if you could, Coach, tell people here in Atlanta yeah. about the league and how great it is and about the coaching and the players that's in the league that they might, they might not know about from not going to hear about it as much. The JR, it's a, it's a very good league. You know, there's there's 32 conferences in Division One men's basketball, and and obviously everybody knows about the BCS uh, leagues, right? The ACC, the SEC, the Big 12, the Big 10, and the Pac 12. And then of course you got the Big East in there. Um, the American Conference is very very good, um, but and I, I know I'm missing one in there too. But those are like the the seven to eight school conferences that get multi-bid leagues right and then after that basically everyone gets one one team to go to the tournament and and on the west coast conference too will get two with gonzaga and st mary's but to give you a, a little bit of a the, the viewers like a, um, a better picture so there's a, a mid-major poll that comes out collegeinsider.com mid-major poll and you know polls are polls they're not exactly you know, it's not an exact science, but it, it, what it does do is show a level of respect of, of what people think of your program. And, and Gonzaga's, Gonzaga and St. Mary's are almost always one or two, maybe one and three, whatever. Um, last week, we were ranked third in the mid-major poll, and South Dakota State was ranked sixth, right? This week, South Dakota State's ranked four, and we're ranked sixth because they beat us last week at their place. And so deservedly so. But my point is, we have two teams in the Summit League ranked in the top six in the in the mid-major poll. You have two teams. They're they're we're 24 and seven. They're 25 and six. Um, you know, we played at Duke this year. We ended up losing by 16. We played at UCLA this year, lost by three. We played at TCU this year, uh, tie game with two minutes to go. We had a wide open three with 13 seconds, and we just missed it. That would have tied the game. So we played some heavy hitters to the wire right and and it's a really neat thing for the summit league to have two schools like that that are literally 
an hour and 45 minutes apart and both in the same state and the only two division one programs in the state. And I think that's great, certainly for our rivalry, but it's great for the summit league. Summit league's a pretty a relatively new league. It's a basketball. I mean, uh, obviously there's a ton of sports in there, but in the summit league, there's no football. So it's, you know, a basketball league. Women's basketball is very good as well. And so, you know, our league in the RPI, last I looked, which was last week, was ranked 13th in the, in the RPI out of those 32 conferences. So it's a very good league. There's really good players, high, high-level players. And, um, you know, um, so it's exciting. It's definitely a, a league uh, or a conference on the rise. Now, Coach, I'm going to tell you a quick story. Uh, when you come in town, I'm going to take care of you because uh, you can ask uh, Rodney Billups. He he wanted Waffle House. He wanted Waffle House. He said, like, Jr. here you got good Waffle Houses here. I said, yes, we do. Where's the one at? Two miles up the street, two miles up, two miles up the road. I to take you right now. He was so happy to get Waffle House. <laughs> you know, so when you come to town, Coach, I will show you the Georgia right. Delights. I'll take care of you, I'm, man. I'm, Just a little quick story I'm, about we're that. Going, we're going – we're going to Waffle House, and I'm getting in that studio, and we're going to go live. You got that right, that hey, Coach. You sure will, man. I sure will, Coach. And I'll, coach, I'll tell you what. A lot of high school kids listen to my show. I do a lot of high school speeches around here, talking to different teams, different, different players. So a lot of guys here here to my show, so they'll hear you, and they'll love to – that's oh, South Dakota, Jr. Is that cool? Hell yeah, it's cool. Yeah, coach is cool. Don't play for that man. You know? So, it's all good, man. Well – it, it, it's uh, right. Like I said, beauty's in the eye of the beholder, and there's always a spot for the right guy. And 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 are we going to get Texas kids every year? Probably not. Are we going to get Georgia kids every year? Probably not. But you just keep cultivating that. Your players become your best recruiters, and and we're fortunate. We got a brand new sixty-six million dollar arena. It's state of the art. It's incredible. And and you name it, we got it. So we've been very fortunate to have that. But. But uh, I'm looking forward to getting down there, and we can see what we can do, right? Yes, indeed, Coach. Coach, good luck. It's Omaha this weekend, Coach, and we'll talk to you real soon, man. All right, JR. Hey, thanks for having me on. Looking forward to doing it again. You're welcome, Coach. All right. Take care, JR. 